This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. That smartphone you or your kids use every day might put you at risk for data theft. Sound far-fetched? You know, this is essentially a computer that we're holding up to our ear, and yet we don't treat it with the same security. The average person doesn't even put a passcode or a password on that thing. Then, your spending habits may have changed lately as gas prices have jumped. But what really influences your buying behavior? We'll have the story. You could put the consumer confidence graph up next to gas price graph, and they'd really be just about the same. And yet gas is not a huge, huge part of the basic consumer's budget. Those two interviews, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. If you have a smartphone, and millions of Americans do, have you ever considered it to be a danger to your privacy and security? Our next guest believes that a smartphone is as powerful and dangerous as a computer when it comes to risking the theft of your personal data. Let's welcome John Cilio to InfoTrack. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. You're an author and a keynote speaker on this topic, and your latest book is The Smartphone Survival Guide, 10 Critical Security Tips in 10 Minutes. John, let's start with your story. I understand your identity was stolen from your business. Tell us about that. It was. I unfortunately am a several-time victim. The first time it was actually out of my trash, and a woman used it to buy a home in my name, went Mm. bankrupt. The bankruptcy then fell to me to prove it wasn't me. And that was kind of a garden variety version. And then, unfortunately, a business partner used my identity and embezzled from our clients using that. In that case, I spent two years in a criminal trial proving that it wasn't me. And in the meantime, lost a business because of the lack of attention, because of the liability of having data lost inside of your business, and pretty much destroyed everything I had. So I take the topic pretty seriously now. I'll bet you do. Out of that, you became a professional speaker on the topic of information survival, identity theft prevention, data breach, cybersecurity, and on and on. So let's get to it. Talking about smartphones, how can these risk our personal data? How does that happen? It's the same way that a computer, you made mention of it at the start, that, you know, this is essentially a computer that we're holding up to our ear, and yet we don't treat it with the same security. The average person doesn't even put a passcode or a password on that thing, and you can get into it, get to email, potentially to logins, to files that are stored there, and we're doing very little as a community to protect that. Are police able to download things from our phones? It kind of depends. Certainly there are governmental organizations that can download anything they want from our phones, whether we are protecting it with a password or not. And that's kind of a separate question. But the unfortunate thing is because of all of the applications that we load onto those smartphones now, there's all kinds of malware or essentially viruses that we are putting on. We are electing to put those on ourselves. We don't know that that's what they are. And those applications are siphoning off data, everything from bank account numbers to social security, phone numbers, website tracking, all kinds of things. Most people who are savvy and who own a personal computer keep it up to date with virus scans and virus protection definitions and all of these things. 
But that's not often done with smartphones, is it? It's not. And there is security software for most of the smartphones, but people are not using it. It's so new. Smartphones have been around and in wide use for a couple of years and we're just not used to thinking of that as such a powerful computing tool. We don't put the security software on it. We don't treat it in the same way. We leave it out on our dashboard or on a Starbucks table while we're getting a refill. Yet it oftentimes has the keys to the kingdom, particularly if it's a business phone and it can give people access into your business. We're talking with John Cilio, who is an expert on personal security, and specifically we're talking about smartphones and the risk that they can involve with your personal data. John, what are some tips you give to help people get this under control and get a handle on their smartphone? There's really very simple things that you can do. I already mentioned the passcode lock. It doesn't keep it perfectly safe because it can be cracked, but it gives you time to respond when your phone has been lost or stolen. And the different platforms turn on features like remote track and remote wipe which allow you to see where that phone is if it's out of your possession, if it's been stolen or if you've lost it. You know where it is, if it's safe, and if it's not, you can remotely wipe the entire hard drive on that phone so that all of the data doesn't fall into the wrong hands. But you have to have that passcode set first or somebody can simply plug it in and download all your information in a minute. I had heard once that there are ways that people can set up your cell phone and I guess a smartphone so that they can monitor your conversation even though you're not dialed into them. Is that true? It's not only true, but it's painfully simple. Again, it's an app you put on there. It's a stealth app, meaning you don't see it on your screen. Runs in the background. It was initially used for spouses and partners who felt like they were being cheated on or that they needed to monitor the phone conversations of their partner. What it does is it allows you, even when the phone is off in many cases, to turn on the mic and hear what's being broadcast, anything virtually in the room of that cell phone. It also will monitor texts, passwords, emails. I mean, it's incredibly invasive software and it's very, very hard to detect once it's on there. Cell phones have some type of GPS system or locator. Is that something that people should be concerned about? You know, yeah, geolocation services, which tag where you are. So, you know, the good side of it is if your phone is lost, you can get on the website and find out where it is because it's broadcasting. Or if you're in danger and 911 needs to find you, emergency services, they can find you. The downside is... If somebody else is tracking that information or if you take a photo and post it up to, you know, your Facebook wall, people can look at the data underneath the data, what we call metadata, and see, hey, this person's on vacation. They're not where they live. And that geolocation or that tagging information can be really very dangerous to people. And in general, they don't know what portion of that they're utilizing and what portion they're not. John, I don't know if you have any statistics on this, but do you have any idea how many minors or children have smartphones? Is that a growing category of owners? You know, I don't have it specifically by minors. I do, however, know that the iPod Touch specifically is heavily adopted by that segment. It's something incredibly high, like a third of mid-level teens have got an iPod Touch or something similar. And those have the same capabilities. Now, it's not always on because you have to be near a Wi-Fi connection. But it's the same type of thing. If you're listening to Pandora, the online radio station, 
it uses, for example, geotagging. It sends out exactly where you are, and then that child is getting ads based on their exact location. If you're using a Wi-Fi at a Starbucks, they may send you an ad for a Starbucks as you're sitting there. So this is something that perhaps parents need to be aware of and get their kids to make sure their phones are locked up and secure. Yeah, you know, the thing we're not talking about is the worst-case scenario, which is not a high percentage, but it's enough to be concerned about, and that is stalkers and exes and, you know, all of the bad people we don't want knowing information about us. These phones and computers and now iPads and tablets are being used in bad ways, and yes, you have to take an hour or two when you're operating powerful equipment like this you need to take the time to go in and take a look at your own settings and certainly your kids' settings to make sure they're not sharing too much information. The Smartphone Survival Guide, 10 Critical Security Tips in 10 Minutes. John Cilio is the author. He's a professional speaker on the topic. You can visit his website, thinklikeaspy.com. John, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks so much. Next, does your blood pressure spike when you see sky-high prices for gasoline and food? Find out how spending habits have changed. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 